What's good? Well, I uh, closed out of the like time, you know, like the clock. Oh yeah. App, so I was worried I lost our time, but I didn't. Nice. Okay, uh, hello and welcome to the Shelf Space Podcast. This is a podcast where once a month we play a game from my collection that has not been played in over a year, and then we talk about it. I'm today. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm not today. I'm Taylor, uh, and today I'm here with my girlfriend slash roommate slash co-parent Elena. Hi. Um, this is a special couples edition. Yeah, couples edition. Uh, two days post Valentine's Day edition. Uh, and, you know, because we got a release on the 16th. Those are the rules. And so because of that, we have decided to play a appropriately themed game called Fog of Love, which the subtitle or like little text underneath it is Romantic Comedy as a Board Game. Okay, so you originally bought this game for us. Yes, I bought what, this game for us. What spurred you to do that? Well, I think it was Valentine's Day coming up and we just had no plans. So I didn't buy it for you. I just bought it so we'd have something to do on Valentine's Day because this was like deep COVID, like the blackout year that everyone forgot. 2021, I think, is when we got this game. That sounds right. Yeah. So it was just like we were just looking for anything to fucking do. Yeah. Uh, So we got this game. Yeah. This is a two player only game. It is meant to be played, I think, with your partner. There are not explicitly. You could do with a friend or like a friend where you're like, maybe something might happen. I think just farted. When it's gagging. Jesus Christ. Stinky boy. I'm like, sorry, I'm having trouble breathing. Um, there are options for, you know, different iterations yeah, of there's couples. A, there's like different storylines in here. Like the first one is like the classic rom-com. Then there's one where it's like, we're going to stay together a year. And at the end of the year, we're going to decide what to do next. Um, there's some that are expansions, like little card packs that we don't have. There's one where I think you get to date a ghost. That's pretty spooky. There's one where the in-laws come and live with you, I think. But yeah, before we get into the pitch and stuff, just to establish some housekeeping things, Elena is the timekeeper this episode. She's yes. in charge of all time-related concerns. I feel like I'm usually the timekeeper. If you're here, you usually are like four times out of five, probably. So let's talk foreplay about how easy is it to pitch. So obviously this is a two-player game. I think potential, which, you know, narrows the You only have to pitch, pitch it to one person. I think you could maybe do it as a four-person thing where, like, either you do, like, a quad. teams. Yeah, a quad. <laughs> um, you could either do teams or you could just, like, watch. Because I, I feel like it's an entertaining game to watch. Yeah. But I would never play it with, like, more than four people. Like, because it's a two-player game. Yeah. And it's not, like... Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But since usually, you know, the person, if you're playing in games with one other person, statistically, they're likely your significant other or your best friend. If it's your best friend, it might be a hard sell. Like if I try to pitch this game to like Alex or Sammy or Patrick, they might be like, why why do we want to play this game? Yeah. It's not like, it's more of like a... It's, it's more a, of a role playing. <laughs> it's more of like a role playing game where it's all like text based. Like there's not, you know, the game. You're not you... like taking actions or anything like that. So it's definitely more, I think, like a conversation-y yes board game versus like doing things a board game. And I feel like when you're playing with a friend, sometimes, and, and this is like all about being in a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Maybe it would be funny. I'm sure you guys would have a lot of laughs, but it's not uh, 
Like Graham would hate it. Oh, Graham to would play absolutely with you. hate this game. He would hate it at all. Like a period, I think, because some people might be able to get him to play it. I'm sure some people might. What I would actually say, the game that this feels most like, I agree that it is sort of like, like a soft entry, like the the gateway drug into RPG, like role playing games, potentially tabletop role playing games. Definitely some role playing elements as you're like sort of talking through these situations and scenes and like revealing dramatic character secrets and stuff. It's all the same skills, but the game it actually feels most similar to me is King's Dilemma. Yeah. With like moving all the, like in King's Dilemma, it's a slider up and down. And on this, it's sort of more like a scale where mm-hmm. you add like weights to either side. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into the actual game. But if I was pitching this to you now, or if I was someone else and pitching Romantic it, King's Dilemma. I would say like a Romantic <laughs> King's Dilemma. I've got a lot of caveats on that. I think that it's a worse game than King's Dilemma. Yeah, I agree. Um, but the potential's there. Like, if they just copied a bunch of King's Dilemma stuff, you could make an insane game out of this. Yeah. So, for the pitch, I don't really know which pitch... Because, like what, like you said, when you got this... We can do the OG we pitch. We were, like, des- the- you're desperate for something to do. So, I think I was just, like, down for yeah. it. I don't think you had to, like, pitch it that hard. And then I was actually the one that suggested we play it this yeah, go around. That's so, true. There I was mean, no pitch. There today. was no real. I feel like that's kind of like a. I, I honestly, NA I feel like for a grade. <laughs> yeah, I mean the tagline "romantic comedy as a board game." That's the pitch, and yeah. if you're pitching it to someone who's interested in that, it's going to be a win. Or you yeah, know, you'll so get I feel them like it play. gets a pass. Like I feel like we can grade the pitch on like yeah, pass, pass fail. fail. Yeah, I think it's a pass. That's fine. We won't average that out into our overall four play grade. No. Let's talk about teach and setup, which we'll combine because of the way the rules are laid out. Yeah. So it took us 31 minutes yeah, to which... set up and relearn the rules, which... Most like, of that was setup-related stuff. The rules are not that yeah, hard. It's, I don't know where those 31 minutes went. I, I think a lot of it was like... So that, like there's all these different decks of cards that you have. Like There's decks for like your occupation... Your traits. traits, your features, which are different than traits, scenes, which are sorted out between like sweet scenes, dramatic scenes, and serious scenes. Yeah. And then there's like scenes specific to the scenario you're playing that you got to shuffle in and like chapter cards. So there's like a lot of cards. And so just figuring out where everything goes took a while, yeah. especially because the text in the rule book is like small and low contrast and like almost nothing's like bolded or highlighted yeah. to show what's important. We also did get tripped up because we had like one pack of unopened cards. So each storyline comes in like a pack and it has certain cards and and things. So each time you play in theory, it's kind of a little bit different. It's like legacy light, light, like the the game evolves because you like once you shuffle cards in when you play a storyline, those cards are just in. So we had one pack left that we had not opened. Uh, And I believe it was called... Like, what do you really want? Or something, something like that, yeah. And they said, play this after you've played We Give It a Year. We're like, great, let's open it. We open it, and it was another set of We Give It a Year. Yeah, so that means I think we played this game maybe three times total, one of it which was like the tutorial one, one of which was We Give It a Year, and then another one which was also We Give It a Year. Yeah, so we were looking for something different, and we didn't. That was a mistake on... Do we have the person's name? I don't know. The publisher, whoever they are. I'll put it. I'll put it, it in post. Matter. It doesn't say on the box. Um, but on the front, at least. Yeah. So we were given duplicate storylines. So we just did. We give it a year yeah. again, which is fine because 
it doesn't really impact it that much. It doesn't really impact. Well, what it impacts it in essentially the chapter headings, which are like mandatory scenes yeah. that you have to do. But that's kind of small compared to like the number of, and I guess uh, it probably also changes the number of cards you play in each chapter. Yeah, and like the number of chapters. But I agree that like the storylines, not that they're weak. It's just like because you're shuffling these cards into this massive deck. Yeah, it's not and particularly unlike King's Dilemma, there's not like a resolution to all the cards that you're putting in. It just kind of like grows the deck that you're drawing from. Yes. Yeah. Cards are only added to the deck and they're all for the most part, self-contained scenes, yeah. at least in the base game. So yeah. So setup took us 31 minutes. That also includes like picking your character, getting your traits. Yeah. So like that is kind of on the line between like setup and play. Yeah, for, that is true. Um, I did. I actually really liked all the character building stuff because there's some things that you pick for yourself about your character, which are <laughs> almost like secret goals. But then there's other stuff that your partner picks about you. Yeah. So like Elena said that well, I yeah say what I say what you said I was. Well, I was Taylor Frank. Was My Frank, character was Frank, the musician. Yes. He said he was 29. We'll come back to that. That was a lie. Um, and you're supposed to like pick things that stood out to you when you first met this person. And so Taylor, sorry, Frank had a nose piercing, very cool, a symmetrical face and a sensual odor. Yeah. Sensual smell. It was like smells good essentially. Yeah. It was basically, yeah, you smell good. My name was Edna. Yeah. And so because of the (laughs) goals, like the, the, the traits that I chose for myself, like the things that I want my partner to be like, I essentially got to assign some stuff to Edna um, yeah, I was Edna. I was a 36-year-old nurse. She was a nurse. The first thing I noticed about her, what was the first thing I noticed? High heels. High heels, sexy. And then after that, it was that she's hairy. <laughs> uh, I said, I, th- I think I said like arm hair and eyebrow hair or something. And the last one was body odor. And I played those because I wanted our overall like organization score as a couple to go down. But it kind of sounded like I was dating Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of rough. I was with like a really hot musician and he was with like an ogre nurse. Yeah. But and that reflected on our gameplay a little bit because your character we was chaotic. way more into me than you and we were chaotic as fuck. Um, okay, so I feel like we're kind of getting into play. Do we want to just Yeah, let's score? sum up teach and setup. Um, it's I mean it's super We have to easy. think about the 30 minutes. That's teach and setup. So if you like divide that in half, it's essentially 15 minutes for each. I'd still say it's a little long. Yeah. I would give it like a see probably because we did have to look some stuff up on the internet because the rules were not clear yeah i was gonna say c plus i think c plus is good with our pass i'll average that to a c because i feel like it was a low pass move over draft kings because there's a new game in town wager with a y almost legal in almost 50 states you can bet anywhere, anytime, on anything. With our Quick Bets app, high-intensity micro-gambling is only a few taps away. Think you know who's going to win the World Series this year? Bet on it. Can you figure out when King Charles is going to die? Bet on it. Will your two best friends hook up and make things really awkward for you? Let's just say you can definitely bet on it. But don't just take it from me. Listen to what this retired basketball player has to say about Wager with a Y. Oh, I, I sure love Wager with a Y. All right, can I get my hundred in cash now? If you've got a gambling problem, then this is the app for you because gambling has never been easier. And if you're trying to kick your gambling problem, try our state-of-the-art rehab program. 
you can bet on yourself to see how long you won't bet on anything else. With bets like that, everyone's a winner. And for the first time ever, Wager with a Y is partnering up with Burger City so you can bet on the best dog fights in town. Don't forget to grab a doggy bag after the match, featuring their new burger, the Mystery Meat. So download Wager with a Y today and get gambling. Okay, so then into play... The box says 60 to 120 minutes, so between an hour and two hours. Our actual play was an hour and eight minutes, and we, like, our storyline says it's a longer storyline. Mm-hmm. And yes. we also did take a break in the middle to, like, have some charcuterie. We did have, yeah, but, but we stopped the clock for that, so that doesn't count. <laughs> so, yeah. ba- so basically, to play, like, you have scenarios in your hand and you play them and there's like multiple choice and sometimes your partner is the one that's choosing the answer sometimes you're both choosing and the outcome of like your vote impacts the number of hearts you have for each other so how much you like each other well the hearts are the hearts are actually like your internal satisfaction in the relationship like how happy you are how how happy how happy are you in your relationship Uh, um so the outcome of the vote or selection impacts the number of hearts and then it also impacts like where you fall on all of these different scales yeah, so these like personality gentleness sliders. extroversion just kind of like personality yeah like are you aspect. an extrovert or introvert are you messy or organized Shit yeah like that. and so everybody has these traits that are kind of like secret goals like secret objectives where you're trying to be like oh i want us to be really extroverted but really disorganized yeah i think some are individual some are shared maybe but all of ours were shared all of ours were shared so that's kind of how you make your decision about what you're going to pick as the answer to the scenario it's not necessarily like how you would actually (laughs) no and that's that's a lot of the i think a lot of the fun of this game is intentionally like essentially playing insane cards yeah well i was gonna say like casting against type like playing a character that does not match your real world persona like i asked edna to get a tattoo of my name on her body and she did it that is something that i don't think either of us would ever do especially not having been together for less than a year. Yeah, like I want a tattoo at some point. We're both clean right now, no tattoos, but I don't want anyone's name <laughs> on me. Would you get Edna's name tattooed on you? No, <laughs> probably not. Because people would just think I'm like really into the Incredibles or something. But yeah, so it, it is fun. There are some crazy scenarios. You know, there's the classic like, how do the, how do these pants look? Do they fit me? Yeah, I um, said they didn't fit her. Yeah, he was pretty brutally honest it, it, about it's that. It's a little bit of like wish, or not like wish fulfillment, but like, uh, fan, not fan. I don't know what the term I'm looking for is, but like you get to do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily yeah, do in like real Taylor, life. Sorry, Frank cheated on me. I did cheat on you uh, with uh, the bassist in his in his band, and she, girl, she gets around. She does get around. We had a previous fight, like me and my band, we had to break up. But we had a fight because she was uh, kissing dating, the drummer. Well, no, she was dating the drummer. She was dating and the then drummer, they broke up, and then, and broke, then she yeah. started dating the guitarist. And then she kissed you. Yeah, all of that all of that band drama is actually not explicitly on the cards. <laughs> There's a mechanic in there. They've got all these things where it's like, oh, you're having trouble at work. Tell what happened. And so that's, I think, the most fun part of the game mm-hmm. for me. But it's on a like lower proportion of cards, I think. Like maybe one out of every four has a tell. But I actually really like all the tell stuff. I think they're fun. Because um, that's when you get to like stretch your role-playing muscles. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean the mechanics of the game are like super simple there's some funny scenarios it's very light 
Yeah. And I mean, in this game in particular, we were very aligned in terms of what we wanted out of the relationship. Yes. Like with the different personality traits and aspects, whatever. Like we didn't really have any clashes there. I think in some of our earlier games, like we wanted literal opposite yeah. things. Which so we- that makes it like kind of fun, but also kind of like. Yeah, like, like just like just, role playing, yeah. a, not like a perfect relationship because Ed, Frank and Edna are fucking insane. Yeah, and, they're crazy. And they're bad for each other probably, <laughs> but they love super lovey-dovey. They're super synced up. Frank maybe needs someone who will make him more organized, but instead he found Edna who will just let him be a fucking slob. So that I think that that, I agree that that's interesting. We did have a, um, slightly different traits at the start because there are mechanics where it's like maybe Edna asks Frank to change and I can choose to either change or not change. And if I change, I essentially would like discard one of my traits and then draw three new traits and pick one from there. So mm-hmm. like I started off as one of my traits being cynical, which was kind of fun because I got to like kiss my uh, bandmate to like make <laughs> some drama happen. But then when I had to change, I think I got something more synced up with our overall yeah. relationship. So like throughout the game, you also have these like destinies. Yes, that, I was about to bring up destinies. <laughs> We're in that sync. We are. And the destinies are kind of like how you're going to determine whether or not you quote unquote like win at the end of the game. So you start, I think, with like eight and throughout the the different chapters of the love story, you discard destinies. So you end up with like one final condition where it's like, uh, your combined score on gentleness is five and higher. Or like your personal your per- satisfaction is like higher than 40 yeah. or your partner's is higher than something. And some of the cards, some of the destinies involve breaking up. Yes, there's there's a couple. Each, like at the very end, you're you're both down to your final destiny. Like you've selected, this is how I want this relationship to go. And one person could just say like, fuck it, let's break up. Yeah. And then the other person, and then you, which is fun, quote unquote, lose. Yeah. Well, p- potentially, if you both choose to break up, you could both win. Yeah. Still, like, not every couple's meant to be together. That's definitely true. I think we've broken up in this game one out of the three times we played. Maybe. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I think it's for me at least. It's fun to try and because there's a couple like unconditional love or like I think I was love team. Love team. There's equal partners. Like personally, I think. In the context of the game, I think that those roles are kind of a little bit more boring where it's just like, I just generally want to be happy or I just want my partner to be happy. <laughs> I think it's more fun in the game uh, to play the more selfish ones. A lot ones. of disclaimers going yeah. on right now. <laughs> my, my, well, my destiny in the game, I think, was like self-realization, yeah. which was like, I want to be happy. That's the most important thing to me. Like, I'm going to stay in this relationship, but only if I'm happy. And we were happy. We were happy. It, it was it was a little close at times for me because I kept becoming unhappy. Yeah. Frank and Edna are definitely the couple that people are just like, they are fucking crazy, but oh, they everyone's seem to talking be, shit about them all the time. Like, like they seem to be really happy with each other, but it's just like chaos follows them. Yeah. So the destinies are fun. There's a couple, there's some that are like, like kind of like there's heartbreaker where it's like you actively want to make the other person like have a bad time and be like devastated by the breakup. There's one that's like dominant where it's like you want to stay in the relationship, but you want your partner to be like less happy, like really, really unhappy almost. So I, I think that those are fun. I think that despite the number of scene cards in this game, I don't think there's a whole lot of depth to the game. Yeah. I think that like the next time we play this, we'll, probably be when we get another little card pack if ever yeah or we can pass it on to 
other couples. Honestly, this seems like a more fun game to pass on. Yeah. Because you might start a fight with it and that could be fun. That's always my goal when I give couples (laughs) a gift. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like I said in the beginning, it's not like a game game. Yes. But you had a good time. No, I had a good time. I think, I think it's fun. We get to put ourselves in scenarios that like we, you and me, would probably never be in yeah. in this relationship because I just I think we know each other <laughs> better yeah, than Frank and Edna. We communicate too. better than Frank and Edna. <laughs> but like it's kind of fun to to be Yeah, it's that, that in this like absolute just like garbage dumpster fire of a relationship that's somehow working. Yes. Just Th- for an hour. That is not news to me at all because I love role playing games in general. I'm a big D and D guy. Elena doesn't, which is well, why I like King's Dilemma. This is a little King's Dilemma, I would say that that's on like the same level of role playing. I think I like we've determined I like role playing games when there's like a board and there's like clear Like when there's clear mechanics, and like there's clear a clear things that end happen. and stuff like that. Yeah. If it's too open ended, I think you lose interest. Yeah. And then also in terms of D and D, I think you also didn't like the mechanics that were there, like you didn't like all the crunchy combat stuff that was just kind of well. I think they just also didn't like that nobody wanted to have side chatter. Yes, that's the other thing is not in this game, but just in role playing in, in general. Like side chatter is frowned upon. Well, I think I think <laughs> it's frowned upon in a D and D setting where like a DM is telling someone a story and uh, right, there's side so chatter. I, I, so. I said I didn't like it. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't really know what to like give this. Because I enjoy it, but it's not like an A. No, it's definitely not an A. <laughs> it's I, a pass. No, I, I wouldn't say it's quite... I, I think we get, we can't get away with just giving it a pass. I, w- I think we should rate it. Have we talked about any of the bad stuff in here? Uh, like, we've we've mentioned some bad stuff. Do we have any specific bad things that we want to do before we get to rating? Some of the cards are kind of boring. Yeah, some of the cards are kind of boring. Some of them are not, though. I like the tell mechanic. I wish they used it more. Sometimes... Like, it feels like the card is speaking for you, and it's a lot more fun to leave it a little more open-ended. There's also some cards where, like, oh, this is something that I think they should take from King's Dilemma, if nothing else. So a lot of the cards have, like, an immediate effect when you, like, let's say you pick A, it increases your organization. You pick B, it decreases your organization. But there's also, like, okay, if both of you pick A or both of you pick B, you get a bonus, like, some extra satisfaction. And if you don't pick the right thing then you don't get that bonus. And if, like, all of that's just available to read, so you can see all the consequences of all of your actions straight up, and in King's Dilemma, mm. they tell you, like, the immediate Half effect. It, they, yeah. they say, like, this will happen, and then some other stuff happens. Like, you don't know exactly. Yeah. There's a little bit more, like, like hidden knowledge. To, yeah. So I think that that would be that a good be way fun. to play, because there's a lot of times where, like, I'm looking and I'm like, my guy wants to say B, but if we pick B and we both pick B, like we're fucked. Yeah. So I would pick B, of course, but <laughs> I just wish I didn't know that going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could make it more fun. I think I would give it like a B. I was going to give it a B minus. I think that this is a good game to have in your whatever geo-locked friend group and just like pass it around. If you have like a lot of couples in your friend group, you mm-hmm. can be like, you play it, and then you pass it on to the next people. You might have to play it with them the first time, but let them have it a couple times, and then they'll pass it on to someone else. Yeah. Th- that could be a fun thing to do with it, it. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, I know you can get more packs, but like, I don't think it has that much like replay Yes, I also think... Potential. The, the other thing about it is this, I think, is a fairly expensive board game, or at least it was when I got it. Like All the pieces and stuff are very nice, but 
some of it is maybe like unnecessary mm-hmm. like they could boil this game down to like just a card game essentially yeah like just the scene cards and like the character building would be enough mm-hmm. so i don't know like it's a little expensive to have as just like a novelty essentially yeah but i'm not gonna throw it away like i'll play it a couple more times give it to someone else yeah I agree. This is actually, you know what this is actually really good at? A lot of board game cafes have Fog of Love. Mm. So I think this is, most board game cafes I'm a little bit of a snob about because their selection's worse than mine. And it's not the games I would have chosen because it's not my collection. Well, and they're all like beat up. They're all beat up and like not put away well. I think that Fog of Love is a game that would better be played at a, a board game cafe. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, for, like, a fifth date or something. Like, when you're... (laughs) That's so specific. Like, when you're early in a relationship so that you know each other and you're, like, sort of, like, locked in on each other, but you're, like, running out of, like, the initial things to do. Like, you've already gone to a bar and a coffee shop and a bookstore and a park. And it's, like, let's go to a board game cafe. Mm -hmm. Play Mm -hmm. Fog of Love. Yeah. Because then you can sort of, like, role play out different futures. And that is when your relationship has like the most potential avenues to go down so you're like what if we went down this pathway yeah Yeah, definitely so yeah i would say b minus overall for my rating you gave it a b B. we gave it a c plus for setup and stuff i think or yeah so we're at like a low b yeah i think like b minus overall it's well made it's designed decently like the mechanics i like i do like the weight of the like um option tokens yeah yeah the, the little option tokens are they're basically like, like heavy heavy poker chips yeah. they're really nice cleanup took less than five minutes four minutes and 49 seconds yeah so our total came to an hour and 44 minutes which is definitely within the 60 to 120 yeah and we're managing to fit in a podcast before some people come over which is nice it's like an afternoon on a random saturday but yeah it's just like a fun afternoon i think i had one other thing to say about it that i don't remember what it is probably not important if it was important i would have remembered it yeah this to me is like a once or twice a year kind of game like honestly twice a year sounds like a lot so will not be the most frequently played game but yeah definitely a board game cafe option yeah i think we should pass it on to another couple that we know yeah we'll figure something out but yeah it's not going to stay in our collection forever oh i remember what i was gonna say not directly related to this but because you enjoyed this there are a lot of like small two-player role-playing games like not meant for couples but like recommended for couples i might see about some of those and see how those go because that could be interesting to see like how far i can pull you into the role-playing pool before you say no that's too deep Mm. okay so there may be future yeah oh yeah we're getting kinky Um, and on that note, I think we can wrap this up because uh, our friends are going to be here soon. Happy Valentine's happy ba- Day. Hi, happy belated, belated Valentine's Day. God, we are synced up. <laughs> this game, uh, it, it synced our brains up today. We're, we're like very in sync as a couple, Yeah, which is great. So yeah, happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you had a good time and you spent it with someone else or by yourself or with multiple people. I don't know what you're into. Stay safe, stay clean, stay happy. Remember who you are. I probably faded out the audio by this point. Bye.